This Wellness Coach Podcast is brought to you by the Wellness... Reto, for crying out loud, don't tell them all of our secrets. There's a very special announcement coming up, folks. Go to the Facebook page, go to Instagram at the Wellness Couch, or better yet, go to thewellnesscouch.com, enter your email address to sign up for the very special announcement which is coming. Ah, you're killing me, Marcus. Wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Joe, I must have cooked around uh, 20 kilos of rice just in the past week. <laughs> I hope you didn't eat it all. Nope, I tried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I think I've cooked about 20 kilos of almond meal in the last few weeks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All the recipe testing, hey? Ah, the grain-free dough. It's, uh, yeah. That's coming out very soon. Very soon. Very but I think fun. you better tell everyone your exciting is why you cooked so much rice. Well, it's pretty exciting. I filmed a, an episode for Food Safari, which is an Woo-hoo! awesome TV show on SBS uh, with Maeve O'Meara. And um, they wanted me to come on for the next season of uh, Food Safari, the seafood season. So they're calling it, I think, Food Safari Water. They did Food Safari Fire and uh, Water. So I did uh, an incredible Lebanese dish and uh, came on board and did that. And it took me forever at home to sort of uh, perfect it. For television, it's a very difficult dish to make, and Are I wanted to make sure. Are you going to explain it, or is it a surprise? No, I, I, it's on social media, so I can. I don't. Oh. There's no secrecy around it. I think it's fine. Cool. Yeah, uh, tell us about the dish. Yeah, the dish is called siyadiyi, which um, which I can't pronounce. <sighs> try it. Let's see. Siya. Siya. Diyi. Diyi. Say it together now. Siyadiyi. Terrible. What? No, that's the worst. Oh. <laughs> You put oh, shit am it. I fired? No. <laughs> no, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> See, you have to give me a few more lessons. <laughs> oh, you did all right. You did all right. But um, so, uh, yeah, it was a, a really great day making this dish. And it's a very difficult celebration dish. That's what they wanted for that episode. It's the, like, the big celebration episode. And uh, I had... Uh, it was funny. Like, I had... All, it had all these moving parts. So the dish is made by, uh, first of all, making fish stock and then uh, making some burnt onions. But you have to take half of the onions out before they burn because they need it for the topping. So there's crispy onions and then burnt onions. And so then, how burnt is burnt? Just when they turn, when you start seeing smoke coming out of the frying pan. Wow. From the onions, yeah, you're like, oh, burnt. You know, you can see it. <laughs> That's when I took they're them blackish. out. Yeah, they gotta be black, because then you turn wow. the stock black with the with the onions, and uh-huh. that black stock just colors the the pilaf, the rice when you make it. So yeah, you have to fry but it, but it all these spices. Obviously, it doesn't taste burnt. Maybe that's is that because of all the spices. In yeah, it? it has a hint of it. You know, it has a hint okay, of just burnt. a smoky. Yeah, hint. that kind of, you know, um, when you burn onions, they get a bit of mm-hmm. like that bitter caramel. Yeah, That's well, I guess the when you, you know, you burn them on the barbecue and they taste amazing. Yes, so, yeah. That's it. yeah, it's exactly that flavor. It gets infused okay. into the stock, and yep. um, 
it was yeah just such a you know a labor laborious dish it just took forever um, and what else what else do you do well you get Tell the stock me. after you <laughs> you color it with the onions and you have to take you know sieve it to get the onions out and then you yeah. fry spices and butter and uh, then you add the rice and coat the rice and the spices mm-hmm. and the butter and then you add the stock on top of that and you have to get the salt levels just right and you have to cook the rice just right and in the meantime the fish is um, in the oven and it's uh, poaching and fish stock and then you also have to make tahini sauce and you have to fry three different types of nuts to go on top so add uh, pistachios almonds what? and you pine nuts you have to do them separately yeah because they each have a different size yeah, I suppose so you do. can't you can't fry pistachios to just chuck them all in yeah no I can't do that so right. if you want to be particular you know you can obviously put them all in together but they won't all be done perfectly. Only maybe mm. the the flaked almonds might be nice. And oh crispy yeah, and, flaked the others, yeah, okay. yeah. So so then I had to put it all together, and I had this huge tray that I I was putting it in, and um, then what kind of fish? They had this amazing line caught snapper that they um, brought in oh. for the show. Everything they got was just the best quality, you know. Something I mean, like of grass <laughs> grass fed butter and that kind of stuff. And mm. Um, mm. they had this fish dry filleted, which means that uh, the person who filleted the fish didn't use any water while they were doing it. So when you add water, it intensifies to it, the flavor. Yeah, for one thing, but also it tr- changes the the meat texture because the water absor- right. absorbs into the flesh and it makes yep. it kind of like not as good, you know, like it just gets mm. soggy compared to a dry filleted fish so of course, yeah. it was just really beautiful and uh, I made them the pomegranate and hazelnut tabbouleh that day as well and, that uh, looks beautiful yeah and uh, everything turned out amazingly well and uh-huh. so good I, I, did, I can't wait to see it yeah it, it's, <laughs> it looks amazing and Maeve was like whoa so <laughs> it was really good to, to have that reaction out of her and <laughs> she loved the dish and um, her husband Tufi is still talking to me about it now. He's like, I've had it for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner since you left. So uh, he's he's a Lebanese guy, and uh, yeah. he really, really he's the producer of the show, and right. uh, yeah, he really understands the food, really understands the cuisine, and um, he used to be one of my uh, guests at Chickpea and Baraka. They used to come over mm. and eat at my restaurants. And he, yeah, he loved the food. So he, he was looking forward to have an opportunity to have me on the show. And it turned out so, so well. What was oh, funny so is that did. I had uh, Greg Malouf, who's like the father of, well, the godfather, we call him, <laughs> yeah. of Middle Eastern cooking, modern Middle Eastern. Uh, for, I'm not sure if the listeners are familiar with him, but Greg, um, for uh, a whole new generation of Middle Eastern chefs, he really paved the way and created a, a direction for modern modern Middle Eastern cuisine, mm. which was um, very authentic, uh, true to the culture, true to the roots. It uh, um, was always an ode to the geography and the culture's um, techniques. Mm-hmm. And uh, rather than use fancy uh, techniques from different cultures all the time or ingredients from different cultures, he only used them with just the, just where necessary and mm-hmm. kept the soul of the food 
in it. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, and and you know I read his books really early on, and they he's done like me. seven, hasn't he? Yeah, a lot of books, beautiful stuff seven, there. Yeah. So the, he's got a beautiful book called Saha um, yeah. on Lebanese and Syrian cooking. And that was a a big thing to see how he took those dishes and how he refined them from uh, the dishes of my region. Mm. So it really allowed me to develop my philosophy when I was reading his book. I was like, oh yeah, so I see how a person could sort of take his experiences and his um, travels and the things that he encounters and the things that he loves and turns them into an, a unique dish, but without sort of making it like, I don't know, too chefy, I guess, or... Yeah. You know? And... Um, that the the richness of the culture in there without um, too much professional stuff that makes it cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like always something that a mother at home could cook, you know? Yes. And, Beautiful. And that's really what... Um, that's what we try to do, too. Yeah. Yeah. That what that's what guides my cooking is I, I feel like when I create a new Middle Eastern dish, if I put it in a time machine I sent it back sixty, seventy years ago, today it would mm. be on the menu of every like every Meza restaurant's menu, you know. Yeah. Like everyone would yeah. be having this dish and they'll be like, Oh, it's like hummus and this thing, you know, like whatever this thing is. <laughs> that's how I sort of I wanted my cooking to be like, you know, so I had that framework in mind and that was inspired by what I learned from him. So he was there that day and he was shooting um, an iconic dish of his, which is a salmon kibbinayi. So they make like kibbe, which is like a paste of meat and spices with burl, but he makes it with salmon and it turns out incredibly delicious. And he was filming that after mine and um, I became friends with Greg over the years, you know, so it was... uh, yeah, like would have been a fun of, day. Yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't worried too much about cooking war. for him because <laughs> I cooked for him a few times. He'd come to my restaurant a few times, and I also knew yeah. that the dish was good. So after I did the dish, I'm like, "Hey, Greg, come and try it." And he's like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm too too full. I just ate before I came." I'm like, <laughs> "You can't wait until dinner to eat because the rice would have absorbed all the sauce. So come and have it now." See, so he comes over and and he eats the dish, you know, and. And you can see he he goes quiet for like a couple of minutes while he's eating. And, That's always uh, a good sign. Well, yeah. not always. Well, not always. <laughs> but he's eating and processing it and I could see yeah. it, you know. So I was like, how is it? He goes, this is really, really, really good. I really love it. Aww. And then he goes, can I have seconds? And I said, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Love it. Yeah, so. Oh, that's so yeah, good. So, you know, really cool to, to know that what I put out there is of that kind of quality and caliber. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's fun to do something like that now and then with all the layers and the being really particular. I felt a bit like that, not at the same level, but, you know, making some of the pastries and things like the Christmas tree pastry that I've yeah. been putting on Facebook. It's just I love doing the little delicate things now and then. It's a lot of fun. Most of the time we're in a rush, but, you know, it's nice to slow down in the kitchen and take your time and do something special. And it's coming up to that season where, um, you know, it's the time where people often do take the time out to spend a day cooking the special things. So, yeah, I, for sweet things, I, I kind of don't have the patience, you know, like I don't you. That's the things yeah, I love to cook. That's it. That's that's why See, we make know, a good team. Absolutely. We should have Christmas dinner together. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be crazy. It'll go off. I'll do the sweet. <laughs> 
You can do the savory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think this dish that I'm making of the sea of the year probably end up haunting me for the rest of my life. You know, like why? But because I think every everywhere I go, people like after you go on television, yeah, that's people true, will be like, that's "We want true. that dish that you made on TV." You know? <laughs> yeah, you won't hear the end of it now. So I should have made something really simple. But, <laughs> it wouldn't have had that kind of impact. I'm really happy well, I did it because, like, a few days beforehand, I sent Tufi a message. I said, "Tufi, like, I'm actually sort of hesitating about this dish. I don't think I don't want to make it." Oh, and, I'm glad you did. Yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, why? Wow, so it's too complicated. It's just gonna take forever. It has too many moving parts, and you know, I don't know if like the people who are watching the show like would be able to cook this at home. It's like, no, no, this is not the point. Like, they, we just want to showcase some amazing dish for them. It's not about yeah. them cooking it at home. And and he talked me back into it. I'm like, oh, all right, all right. And I think part of me was just like, just I don't want to mess it up on TV, you know, because it's so delicate. <laughs> and you can, you can well, you didn't. Mess it up. No. So, you blitzed it, Tufu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Good I'm on very, you. very proud and happy of that. So I'm very proud of you too. And I uh, came from their dinner yesterday. Greg had a dinner at Effendi in Balmain, my friend's Turkish restaurant. And he had, so Greg, every, every once in a while, when he visits from overseas, he'll have a, an event at Effendi. And um, they did one yesterday, which was beautiful. And um, I, you know, was surrounded by a lot of uh, food-loving people, enjoying this incredible Middle Eastern food. And um, so I've been, you know, just they buzzing over the past week. few days. Yeah. And uh, I got so exhausted today that uh, right before this <laughs> podcast, I just said, "Joe, I'm going to go for a 20-minute nap because I feel tired." And like. An hour later, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, an hour. Don't worry, I didn't expect it to be 20 minutes. I did. I, you should have I told didn't. me because like, I, I woke up all frazzled <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I told you 20 minutes. No, so. I didn't I didn't worry. I was busy doing the newsletter, so I thought I'll let you sleep since you've been, you know, out all, all hours of the night yeah. eating amazing food without yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> 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 Move to Sydney, I'll sort you out. I know, yeah. I just need to get to Sydney more often. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So We uh, have amazing food here too. It's just the mummy kind of food, you know, not the restaurant kind of food. Yeah, yeah that's usually often. the food I have too, you know. But uh, yeah. that's all right. So now and then it's good fun to just have something really special. So, you know, when I come down to visit, I expect you to make that dish. I'm going to start haunting you. you. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to haunt me, that dish. Like, where's yep. my fried fish and rice dish? <laughs> well, you don't have to make it for everyone else, just me. Yes, yes. Yes, Joe. <laughs> I'll sort you out. I'll, I'll make work. you a Christmas tree. Yeah, it's, look, you know, it's, there's a version of it that could be a little bit simpler. But, oh, yeah. Um, just but I the, want the good one. Yeah. So, that's something that's what everyone's going to want. I should have just, you know, just fried some fish and put some nuts on top and called it some kind of thing. <laughs> But, called it a fancy name yeah, you reckon yeah. but no I can't wait to see it it'll be great yeah it was fun you know and I really enjoyed filming with Maeve she was such a you know she's the same person you see on TV off, yeah. off camera yeah she's just as, as nice and as fun and uh, just yeah I really loved her so oh that's good yeah yeah just what a cool experience completely yeah I was thinking Joe like a few years ago I would have been like completely like panicking yeah. Before getting on stage and, you know, thinking, oh, my God, what's this going to do, like, to my career and all that kind of stuff. And and, uh, 
And now <laughs> I, I just went with this kind of attitude. It's like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. I want to get it right, but I don't want to make any mistakes. But like, but just, you weren't, yeah, you weren't stressed out or anything. It was good. No, no, I, I really, I wasn't worried at all. It was sort of like presenting on stage with you. Just the yeah, first that's time I right. On, I was, I was worried, but then after that, I was like, oh, well, you know, this is. That's you're good I at do. it now, know, so you're right. I know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. What good about life. you? What have you been up to? Well, I've been. I'm sitting in the sun at the moment in my backyard. Yes, just getting a bit of a tan. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> We're going to Melbourne next week, so I've been getting ready for that. Been um, testing recipes for the ebook, which will be any day now. Will be out. Yeah. Um, that's going to be fun. I think everybody's going to really enjoy playing with those um, new recipes with the grain-free dough. Oh, such good dishes. Like, really. Yeah. Oh, Have that, you had the cheese and ham buns yet? I haven't yet, but oh. the snapper pie, oh, my goodness, that's so yummy. So that that one, I'm, I'm looking forward to making that one again. Make it when you come here. You've got to cook yeah. it for me. So. <laughs> okay. You do the snapper. Pie, I'll do the snapper. We should we should make it we should make it for Lordy. Oh, go yeah. Stay with our friend yeah, Lordy. We can make idea. we should make them a dinner. Perfect. I think that's, that's a good idea. It's easy oh, with right, a thermomix. The sauce does itself. Yeah. And yeah. You bake everything in the oven. You can do it. Beautiful. Yeah, it's easy. All right. Um. So yeah, I haven't. I. I think mostly I've been taking kids here and there. <laughs> yeah. But. I have one more driver in the family now. Yes. Can I do a Lebanese um, celebration whistle thing? Could you please? Could you please? <laughs> I'll have to show Simi that. He'll be yeah. so pleased. There we go. Oh, yes, my son Simi, who's 18, just got his license, his P-plates, and so it's very exciting. I don't have to take him to work oh, now. Oh, thank God. And now we're just going to get another one, her license, and then we'll be... I'll be much more free. India's failed hers already, so. Yeah, <laughs> she has. Well, apparently most people fail them a few times, so that's okay. Simi did She'll it. get there. Simi didn't. Why did India? Oh, don't be mean. My mum keeps saying, it's a miracle that he's passed. It's a miracle. I'm like, mum, he's a good driver. She's saying, it's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. She, she thinks, like, she stood no chance. <laughs> She didn't think there was yeah. much of a chance, I think. Well, he's good at his feet. He's a soccer player, so he knows what he's doing, you know. He's got he's yeah, kind of yeah. good physical abilities, you know. He does. Yeah, no, Simi's yeah. all right. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've – um, oh, but the other bit of exciting news, in case anyone has been living under a rock, you may not have seen the lemon cake that I posted on Facebook. <laughs> oh, my God. Like that? It oh, went crazy. crazy. Let me have a look at how many people oh, – I was just like – um, doing a cooking day on Tuesday and it was sort of a last minute decision to make a lemon cake and of course I just didn't have one in mind I was just going to kind of make it up and I did a bit of Forrest googling Gump. and yeah Forrest Gumped my way through it um, changed recipes that I found and changed them to you know grain free and honey sweetened and um, changed the fat to something healthier because, you know, they generally had vegetable, vegetable oil. oil. Oh. So I changed it to extra virgin olive oil. I thought you'd be proud of me for Yeah, that. it's delicious with that. It is. You throw I've some made... rosemary in there. Mm, yeah. Ooh, now that sounds good. Lemon you can rosemary? try that one. Yeah, All right. I will. yeah so um, it turned out 
so high. You know, with a grain-free cake, usually they're, they're quite huh. dense. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it turned out, you know, like, mm, let me think. Like a 10, normal 12 cake. centimetres high, yeah, just beautiful. And um, it's got eggs. yogurt in it. Is it the eggs? Yeah, three eggs. Huh. It's got three eggs in it. Did you it's have got, to whip the um, egg whites? Nope, I didn't. I just chucked it all in, <sighs> blitzed it. Oh, I know. I love that kind of cake. Is that easy, is it? <laughs> that easy. Um, uh-huh. So it won't take long um, for people to make it. It's not one of those um, recipes like your fish dish that I can't pronounce. <laughs> I've already forgotten, see? I know, it's hard. Uh, but what I've done is I've just, I'm just writing out the recipe now, actually. I didn't quite finish writing it out. So I'm writing it out and getting it into the newsletter, which we're sending out today. Um, so if anyone wants to try a grain-free lemon cake, then it will be in the newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, you can just go to the blog and um, just scroll down and you'll see the subscribe button at the bottom or on the sidebar, depending where you are. And, um, yeah, you can click on there and subscribe and you'll get the, the newsletter sent to your inbox with a delicious yeah, lemon cake da, 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 recipe. Yeah. So I'm going to make that cake soon. Good. Can I take out the yogurt and use coconut yogurt instead? Yes. I, I'm going to do that today, but I don't see why not because it still has the acidity that reacts with the bicarb soda to rise yeah. it. Um, and it's the same texture, so I – See no problem. Instead of as long eggs, as it's a stick. use chia seeds. Well, everyone keeps asking me that. I would be. I, I think the problem is once you get over two eggs, it can start to be a bit problematic. It's also setting the yogurt so it's not too runny. I yes. think it kind of sets it. So I wonder if maybe you want if you want to change it to chia eggs, maybe halve the recipe and um, add a little bit of baking powder as well as the soda. Yeah. For the lift, for the rising, and then put it into like muffin cups or something so that you can be sure that it will rise and not be too dense in the middle. Instead of almond meal, can I use like flour, like normal gluten flour? Well, you're just, you're just messing with me now. I am. That's what people ask us all the time. <laughs> like they tell us, well, I we did your recipe <laughs> and it failed. And I'm like, what happened? What do you use? They're like, well, instead of the almond meal, I used sunflower seeds. And instead of the eggs, I used, uh, you know, like flax, and instead of this, I used, but it didn't work according to your recipe. <laughs> Why didn't that work? <laughs> like, it's no longer I've my already, recipe. Hey, I've already covered all those questions in the intro of the recipe because that happens every time. Yeah. And I understand, like, we usually try to cover as many different diets as we can in a recipe, but sometimes you just can't get them all to work. No. So, no. I did my best, guys. I did my best. That's right. So it's all there. All the recipe details are going to be in the newsletter. Go to quickycooking.com.au, sign up to the newsletter. What if people sign up and we've already sent the newsletter? What do we do then? Um, There should be some kind of thing where they can get a link in their confirmation email to download the last newsletter. Hopefully that's still working. All right. We'll We'll double check that. if If you do sign up and you don't do it in time, you can send us a message and we'll send you the recipe for the cake. Yeah, you can just reply to any of our newsletters. It goes to our help desk. Yeah. So we can we can send you the link if it didn't work. Yeah. And there's also a free um, quirky cooking menu planner when you subscribe to the newsletter as well. It's really pretty. So you can print that out and get your menu planning together. Cool. I should, you know, try to see if MailChimp allows us to 
send the latest newsletter to the latest subscriber. Like if there's like some kind of automation like that that says just mm. send, send. There probably is. We just have to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So we had a, a, a cool episode today. Uh, a little bit more business oriented than um, strictly health. It is still in the health world. Um, we're um, talking with Helen Marshall from the Primal Alternative. And Helen is a fellow podcaster on the Wellness Couch, and she has um, a business where she creates these delicious primal uh, recipes and uh, breads and cookies and uh, treats. Which, Jelly. Yeah, which are really, really good. And she's doing it in a very interesting way that allows uh, people from all around the country to replicate her model in a, a franchise model and to start supplying her dishes into local stores and markets. So this is a very cool business that if you are someone who's working from home or wanting to work from home or uh, you're looking after kids and you just have a few hours during the week where you can do something for yourself and build your own business and you're looking at something that's almost turnkey, um, you will uh, really enjoy this show and it'll be something for you to consider to join Helen on this business. This is the kind of business we really love uh, promoting because it just does the like really high quality ingredients and removes a lot of the rubbish out of what people usually have in their diet and replaces them with um, nutritious food that won't spike your insulin or kill your gut bacteria or anything like that. Um, I, you've I known Helen for a while, hey, Jo? No, I haven't really. I've, I've met her through the chat group and then we met in Perth at our classes in September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's a lovely girl. Did a podcast with her, which come, should come out in a few weeks. Hopefully, not sure when. But I recorded it with her, so that was really cool. Uh, keep an ear out for it, and uh, also subscribe to her podcast on the Wellness Couch. So you can, just like you did with this one, you can go to her podcast and look for the Primal Alternative and hit subscribe. Really lovely, um, and, and good interviewer. Really enjoyed my time with her as well. Um, before we move on to the show. Um, a bit about can our I sponsors. Just ask, yes? Can I just ask you something? Yeah. Um, can you hear me properly? Because I'm out in the wind. I should go back inside. <laughs> I hear I'm picking. The wind. I'm picking strawberries. Um, I felt that you weren't really with me when I was talking. I was like, "Hey, what's I am, doing?" She I am, like totally like with picking you. strawberries or something, and then there's that. Uh, <laughs> that was like a metaphorical kind of thing in my head. Going, what's she doing? She's I, I'm yeah. totally with you. Are you? I'm just like picking strawberries while I'm with you. So okay, why didn't I'm you say back. anything? When I said, oh, "Joe sounds so annoying," and she's just like, "I, I don't like working with her." And you kept on working. And you're like, "Oh, you're Because I'm so used to hearing that. Ah, so, okay, know, okay. Doesn't so, even phase me now. All right, well, you have to talk about both our, our sponsors now as a, oh, as a punishment. Why, you think I'm not concentrating? Yes, yeah, go for it. <laughs> both, start, go. Guys, I'm totally concentrating. Okay, Solar Technics is an amazing product that you guys have heard us talk about before. And if you go onto the Facebook page and especially the Quirky Cooking Chat group, you'll see lots of posts about Solid Technics pans because um, – the more that we talk about it, obviously, the more people go, I am going to try these pans and they love them. So they are an Australian iron uh, pan made in Australia, designed in Australia, um, seamless, all one piece, no rivets to fall apart. 
they're non-stick but natural non-stick, so it's not Teflon, and you season them just like you season cast iron. Um, I've had great success with seasoning them in the barbecue, also in the oven, and they just are beautiful pans to cook with, and they will last for generations. So my kids are going to end up with them, or my grandkids, one or the other. That's a scary thought. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Little India's old. running around. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I, like I think I like it. You like it's India. Little okay. Cassius, that worries <laughs> That would scare you. Yeah. Cassia was really cute when she was little. Anyway, back yeah. to the pens. Um, so if you go onto our website, we now stock them on Quirky Cooking because we just love them so much. Um, so if you go to the shop on Quirky Cooking, do, what was the link again? Quirkycooking.com.au slash solid. That's right. Sorry. And or just quirkycooking.com.au and then you can go to the shop link and yeah. then, you know have a look around there. Yeah, and then you can see other fun things like Happy Happy Poo and stuff yes. like that. That's a good book. That's a, that's a kid's book, by the way. And yeah. uh, Living Synergy Nut Milk Bags, which we now stock. Um, yeah. The, the postage on that is high. Apologies for that. We just couldn't get it any cheaper. But if you buy some other stuff, it just goes down to three bucks for postage. So that makes it much more affordable that way. Or, yeah. Yeah, living synergy. But definitely uh, check out the Solid Technics range. The coupon code is 10QCP for 10% off. So I was getting to that. That's all right. All right. <laughs> In case you thought I oh, forgot yeah. and wasn't concentrating. You, you were eating strawberries. <laughs> you just wanted to eat strawberries. I'm not eating them. They're sitting on my lap. Waiting eat for me. Eat them. And th okay, let, let's do this one. You talk about Walida and I'll eat strawberries. No, I want to do this live. Go for it. Tell me. What does okay, this Okay, I'll tell you what like it's like. Here? Mm, amazing. Is it really? There's nothing There's nothing as delicious as a homegrown strawberry. Two homegrown strawberries. Three. Uh, I'll see you three and I'll raise you 20. <laughs> there's more there, but I just I had to stop because you were going to yeah. get cross at me. Well, we're doing something. Like you either, either doodle sometimes, like caught you out doodling while you were podcasting. or. But, you know, I like to keep it casual and real yeah. I think people like to know that I'm picking strawberries yeah but like Joe like it's only an intro it's okay yeah but like people want to know that you're invested in the show as well I like, am totally invested uh, if you can't keep you know concentration I, I, hey, on this, I'm a woman. how are they going to concentrate I'm a woman I can concentrate on the show and pick strawberries I can do two things at the same time I can do this podcast with you and be angry at you for not really doing it <laughs> I'm not a woman. I don't know what that proves. Well done. But yeah, well thank done. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, it didn't really prove my point, but it just was fun. No. To say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Willida is our second sponsor. Go. Tell, talk to us about Willida. I think you should. Really? I did last time. Yeah. Well, you, you're, but, you're amazing when you talk about it because you use, you've used so many different ones of their products. Yeah. Tell I, us what you're using this week. This week, uh, the... Um, Oatmeal shampoo. Oh, I haven't tried that. See, you always try things before me. Yeah, that's that's really good. Is it good? Is it? Oh yeah, wonderful. Um, it's just it's really good. I can't you know speak highly enough of it. It just leaves my scalp feeling nice and uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's what's the word like not soft. You know, soft. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, well, you know. I know when we were kids and we got itchy skin, we'd have oatmeal bars. Yeah. 
I guess it's the same sort of idea. It's very um, soothing, isn't it? It is. And, you know, Mm. like I've got a bald head, so, you know, you need to make sure that the skin (laughs) on your bald head looks good all the time. Otherwise, you know. Shiny and smooth. Yeah, so that that does a good job. But it's not only for bald heads. It works for any hair. My wife uses it too. I have the pomegranate body wash. I'm using that. And I've got the sea buckthorn uh, body lotion, which I'm using. I've got the Willida salt toothpaste. Um, I love that too. Um, using the uh, what's it called? Um, uh, this that body oil. It's not a pomegranate. I forgot that one. What do you call Buxon? it? Buxon? No, 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 no. It's the one. That is, um, it's the um, it's the one that yeah, evening primrose. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Really good that one. Really, really mm. good. I used to be completely against omega sixes and using omega sixes. But uh-huh. using it topically for your skin, like with uh, evening primrose oil from such a high quality source, that's been really good for my skin. I've been surprised, oh. yeah, because I, I really, you know, had the impression that mega sixes are something you shouldn't be consuming a lot of and all that. But skin wise, they just they're miraculous. They're okay, really, really good. Really. Isn't it? Is that the one that's good for scarring? Uh, I don't know. Is it? Maybe, yeah. It might be. Like acne or, you know? I don't know about that. I have to look into that because I'm sure – I know um, – yeah, I've heard something about that. I'll have a look. I'll look into it. Look into it. But, yeah, mm. that, the evening primrose oil, that's beautiful. Uh, mm. That's what I've been using. And um, the Walida uh, people have been kind enough to extend a 15% off – uh, code for us of all purchases that you guys might do on their website. So head off to willida.com.au, get 15% off using the coupon code QuirkyJourney, and you'll also be able to get free shipping on any orders over $90. Um, that should be easy to accumulate if you're doing your Christmas shopping. So head on to Willida, get all these amazing things for all your family and friends, your mom, your sister, your brother, your husband. Your kids even, you know, it's just such a high-quality product. I think once you give someone, like, a Walida product, they understand the quality of what, mm. what yeah, body care product should be like. They'll be like, oh, yeah. I've just been using rubbish all my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Changes um, your ideas on things. It's really? like, oh, yeah. why did I use that horrible stuff? Yeah, like, stuff like <laughs> fakes, like, scents and things that stick to your body so that the scent can stay on you and, like, it's amazing the, how much you notice fake smells after you start using natural stuff. Yes. Like I can't bear the really strong fake deodorants and things anymore. It makes me want to sneeze or have a headache. Yes. But, yeah, the, that my boys wear that sage deodorant from Walida and it just smells amazing. It does. It's really good. Yeah, so so many things to choose from. There's like, I don't know, a hundred products on their website or something. It's just crazy, crazy yeah. range. Have a look. I'm going through it. Please have a look, support them. And by supporting them, you support us and this podcast. It uh, saves you money and means that you can continue to listen to this podcast and we can continue to afford to make it for you. So thank mm. you so much guys. Joe, any finishing words before we move on to the podcast with Helen? No, I think that's about it. We'll, that's that's t- um, we've told them a little bit about the podcast, so I guess we won't um, All right. tell them too much more. Just well, listen to the we'll podcast. We move on to the podcast, but you, guys, <laughs> if you're in Echuca or Melbourne in December, please come and oh, see yes. us. Go to the website, quirkycooking.com.au, get on the dates. What dates are we in Melbourne? Fourth, 
we're in oh, so we're in Echuca the fourth of December, and, and we're in St Kilda the sixth. Um, they're both evening seminars, um, so yeah, we'd love to see you guys there. Fantastic. So, moving on to the podcast, guys. Um, if you enjoyed, please leave a five star review and please enjoy uh, the podcast with Helen Marshall from the Primal Alternative. Really encourage you to have a good listen, especially if this is something that you'd be interested in doing from home, running a home-based food business. Uh, you'd learn a lot from this podcast. So thank you so much, and we'll chat to you next week. Thanks, guys. Joe, I really feel like a pizza today, but I don't know. I wish I had some kind of alternative, you know, like some kind of... I don't know, primal alternative, you know? That well, you know, I good. had one the other day and the kids really enjoyed it. Really? What yeah. was it? Well, it was from this place called Primal Alternative and it just Oh, yeah, just exactly what I Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Helen Marshall from Primal Alternative. Oh, God. Hello, Hi, Helen. Helen. Hi, guys. You guys crack me up. That's hilarious. <laughs> 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 thanks for having me. Oh, well, you know, we're a bit silly. You are. Really oh, silly. thanks for coming. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you, Helen. Um, you, you, we came to Perth and you came to meet us and uh, you completely uh, ignored me during that time. And uh, She was just shy because uh, you're so scary. No. Well, am I scary? Really? <laughs> Helen, that's no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> You're well, not scary. Uh, no. Helen and I have had uh, some two really great conversations since then, though. The first <laughs> one was for her podcast, uh, The Primal Alternative, and the second one was for her podcast again because she complete, completely forgot to press record on the first one. <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm so sorry. I didn't record. I didn't record <laughs> for some reason. Don't you hate that feeling? Oh, my goodness. It was seriously like my... You know, my heart just dropped. We had this amazing, yeah. amazing conversation about cooking and health Aww. and the universe. Like, seriously, I was getting tingles. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. And I thought, I can't <laughs> wait to share it. And then when I went to, like, you know, send it to um, the wellness couch after the episode, I realized that I had not hit record. And I was like, oh, no. But Fred is so gorgeous and gracious. And he was like, you know, don't be sorry. You don't need to carry that energy around with you. And booked in for another appointment straight away but when I realized um the the appointment they booked in I was actually already interviewing another really cool person for my podcast so I was like oh I'm sorry I can't do that (laughs) can you book in again (laughs) so it was really really pushing the friendship boundaries but he did and it was an amazing podcast and it's going to be released soon yeah so thank you Fuad thanks Helen so for those of you who don't Helen don't know Helen she's uh, got a podcast on the wellness couch which is this network that we podcast on as well and um, she's just an incredible human being doing some beautiful stuff within the health food space and has an incredible journey that after I learned about it I thought it would be just really awesome to to be able to bring your journey of healing to our listeners and um, I just wanted to to start off with your story and then talk about what you do now after you've come back to health so would you give us a bit of background about where you've come from health wise and uh, the transformation that you went through 
Absolutely love to, Fred. Thank you. Um, well, my health journey is a bit tragic, actually, because I've tried all my life to be really healthy. And as you know, the conventional wisdom um, around being healthy for the last um, 25, 30 years has been to eat a low-fat diet. And um, the emphasis has been very much on calories in versus calories out. So um, eat less, move more. Um, so really sort of went through uh, about three decades of, you know, being sort of quite close to starvation, uh, monitoring the amount mm. of calories I ate. I know, right? Um, and then I saw the low-fat message when I was 14. I remember really vividly seeing a frying pan. Somebody had written the word fat in the lard, in the frying pan, because, you know, we used to cook in beautiful tallow mm -hmm. and lard, and we used to have chips that were made in, you know, animal fat, and it was all delicious, but that sort of all went out the window, and, um, you know, I'd eat salads with just vinegar on because didn't want to have any fat and wouldn't touch avocado, no meat um, on, um, sorry, no skin on meat, so all those lovely chicken drumsticks that were completely dry and disgusting. And um, meanwhile, I was exercising like a lunatic down at the gym three to five times a week. I was actually in my 20s. I was a personal trainer, fitness instructor, <clears throat> aerobics teacher. That's showing my age, right? Aerobics teacher, they were called <laughs> back in the day. And, you know, working with women in gyms and, and every woman's goal um, then was to lose weight and tone up. That was all it was, you know, exercise was just... Um, that was the goal. And there was really no connection between food and mood. Um, and, you know, we were, we were coming from all of the sort of like post-war conditioning that our parents' parents had given them um, in terms of, you know, clear your plate, um, you know, rewarded with treats if you'd done something good. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. But, you know, I tried to be healthy. I remember um, when I was working at the gym, I did uh, burnt 30 calories on the rowing machine so that when I went home I could eat an orange like it was you know wow. and, and I'm, I'm happy to share this story because I know I'm not alone I know that there's a lot of people mm. that, that felt the same too and you know during this time I developed really bad acne um for Adam and I have got a lot in common with our zits and, <laughs> and antibiotic yeah. um history and I was on oxytetracycline which is a really hardcore antibiotic for um well, it's an anti antibacterial um uh, antibiotic so it yes it was killing the bacteria on my skin but it was also annihilating my gut which i didn't know i didn't know anything about gut health back then um, and then that went on to you know 20s and 30s of um candida issues um adrenal issues um you know and really just burning the candle at both ends i worked in the corporate world so there's a lot of stress still going to the gym still eating you know basically running on on um adrenal vapors <clears throat> for the best part of my um 20s and 30s and then I had two kids which kind of just um you know topped me off if you like in terms of the stress and the demand on my body and the late night you know middle of the night feeds and the disruption to your sleep and just the constantness of parenting which we can all relate to which is <laughs> wonderful but you know it is it is very constant and so I got to um 38 and then I had this like massive health crisis and it looked like this so um my main symptom was nausea so it just felt sick 
really sick all of the time. Um, like a bit like morning sickness and a hangover, like mixed together. It was horrible. Um, I was having trouble going to the toilet. I was having trouble sleeping. Um, I was completely exhausted. I was really like I'm quite a positive, um, bubbly person, but my mood was very much what's the point? It's too hard. Um, and I'd just be like hanging out, you know, getting really overwhelmed with everyday mummy tasks like doing the laundry and what's what's for dinner? Oh, God, what's for <laughs> dinner? You know, like it's just like, oh, it's too hard. I can't do Hello. this, you know? Yeah. Um, so in one of my darkest hours, I was chatting to my husband, Mike, who's like ridiculously supportive and amazing. And I just was blurting out how awful I was feeling and all of these strange dark thoughts that I was having and you know this is a woman who's traveled the world and now I was I had developed a phobia of flying <clears throat> excuse me it still makes me feel a bit upset when I talk about it um which is quite limiting you know when you live in Australia and half your family's in New Zealand and half your family's in Australia it's a bit it sucks a bit if you're mm. afraid afraid of flying so I was just blurting it out to him and he was like oh girl because he's a Kiwi right that's why I told her that. <laughs> He's like, oh, girl, oh, this is this is bad, eh? I just want you to get better. Don't like you feeling like this, eh? You're <laughs> 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 good at that. I am. Yeah, Very good. Our marriage is really based on taking the mickey out of each other's accents because I know I've got a bit of a humdinger of an accent too. And, um, yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so I just blurted out to him one night. I said, look, I need to go and see a naturopath, um, but, you know, they're so expensive. And I know she's just going to tell me to go gluten-free and just kind of like blurted it out from nowhere. And I was yeah. like, oh, going gluten-free. I was like, okay, right, well, I can let's just try gluten-free and see how that goes. So thank you, Joe Whitten, for being there in the beginning. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> you're welcome. you were the one. Your first cookbook really got me through those um, first days. when you're, Oh, that's yeah, good to know. Yeah, so thank you. When, you know, you're thinking, well, what am I going to have for breakfast if I can't have all bran, which mm. is good, but full of fibre, right, for my constipation? <laughs> Not. Um, <laughs> so I just got loads of inspiration and ideas and, you know, the finding the community like yours where you can say, like, what can I have for this and what can I swap out for that and just having that feeling mm. that you're not on your own on this journey because it's so daunting when you when you first start um and it so is it is so I put it on Facebook that I was going gluten-free because you know that's how we keep ourselves accountable these days right and my yes. <laughs> one of my friends Kirsty said to me well if you're going to go gluten-free why don't you try paleo and I was like what's that I've never heard of it you know we live cool. in the middle of nowhere in the south of um south coast of WA and really had never heard of this so um, I googled it and I was like, it's gluten free and it's grain free and dairy free and legume free and sugar free and alcohol free. I was like, what the hell is this? This is terrible. I'm gonna die. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I was feeling so bad that I, I was like, right, I'll do this for six weeks. This is like a desperate reset. And then I'll go back to, you know, my Helga's four loaves of Helga's bread a week, right? That's, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Anyway, I know, right? 
because you do you think hey, I can't live without my bread so yeah, um, absolutely so yeah after like a, my bread my, my bread my I love that bread, I love it people just bread. take ownership of it it's like mine it's like um, <laughs> don't take Shiro it away from, from me uh, Lord of the Rings it's like you know, mine my precious it is like it's, it, you know I find it quite and this is like slightly slightly controversial you might want to cut this bit out but I find it quite outstanding that people are quite happy to get bits of their body cut out apart instead of quitting bread oh i agree it's crazy yeah yeah Mm. and you can live without bread absolutely well you can live without flour and water but we'll get on to that that's coming so um so after like i had this mental um detox like it was worse i never knew about you know carb flu and detox symptoms and I was like, oh, I feel worse than I did before. But after the five days of detoxing, I popped out the other side feeling amazing. It was like somebody had lifted this veil from my face, like this mm-hmm. clarity. And, um, you know, I just, I was like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not going back. Like I'd sort of gone to this different level of life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where like, upgraded. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> upgraded, upgraded my app of reality to. That's um, that. Yeah. The, mu- the music sounded better. The food tasted amazing. You know, f- food tastes really good with fat in it, right? Wow. Amazing. Sure yeah. does. So, yeah, so, so that is it. And, and, I, and I pretty much became evangelical, which you do, and I really felt I had a lot of um, <laughs> making up to do for all of that advice that I dished out in the, in the 80s and 90s around, um, you know, to all my clients in the gym. So I started blogging because I just didn't know where to start. Um, and it was a really cool way to kind of like channel all of my enthusiasm about this newfound way of living. And people would stop me in the street in town and they'd put their hand on my arm and they'd say, oh, my God, I've had nausea for like five years. I've been taking anti-nausea tablets the whole time. What, what can I do? What can I do? So I started having um, primal chats with everybody around town, which was basically mm. me cornering them in a cafe and boring the socks off them for like two hours <laughs> about everything, about yeah. insulin resistance and, and sugar burning and, and fat burning and, and just going nuts. And they'd like leave completely overwhelmed and then like cross the street when they saw me come in again, like, oh, my God, there's that crazy <laughs> woman. So I – Decided to qualify as a primal health coach with Mark Sisson's um, primal health coaching course, which was brilliant. If you're looking to do something in this field, really recommend that. And that just really gave me the coaching skills to be able to go out and, you know, coach people as opposed to just bore them to death. Um, And from that, I built um, (laughs) a coaching business and I run 21 day challenges and a a six week set for life program as well, which is really, really making a big difference to a lot of people. So I'm really grateful for that. But the main thing that people said was, um, you know, what are you, you know, um, I was making breads and pizzas and cookies because Mike the Chippy said to me, look, if we're going to do this, we need cookies, right? So I was like, okay, well, I need to just, you know, paleofy <laughs> a cookie recipe so we can continue to have cookies. And um, so I was, you know, blogging a bit about this and people were saying they, had, they didn't have the time to do this or the inclination to spend that much time in the kitchen so me being you know coming from a sales and marketing corporate background I was like oh there's a hole in the market (laughs) I wonder if you would like me to bake for them and so I said look would you like me to make some for you and people said yes 
And that's how my little baking business started. And then so I was just, you know, putting stuff on Facebook, selling to friends. And then I got a stall at the local farmer's markets and people were coming up to me and saying that their, you know, their, their kid who had um, sensory issues, he could eat the fruit toast and he loved it and he looked forward to every Friday when he got his love of fruit toast and um, the celiac lady in the community came to me and said that she really, she's found a bread that she can really eat and enjoy again and and the cookies everyone loved the cookies and you know the pizzas just the cookies it. are amazing yes thank you just that's, saying. that's so nice <laughs> to have that from you I only ate one because I was supposed to be doing low carb but they tempted me too much <laughs> yeah well, you said you were just gonna have a bite so good <laughs> but you had a whole cookie no, I ended up having a whole one. I couldn't eat just a bite. You can't stop having a bite. <laughs> no. I've only got one teaspoon Chocolate of sugar. Chocolate chip shortbread. Or... Oh, no. Right. Just one teaspoon of sugar. Mm. Like, if you're going to have a cookie, you might Beautiful. as well have one of those ones, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. Delicious and great texture as well. Yeah, just short no comprom- Yeah, no compromises on the texture. That was amazing. Really mm. loved it. Good. That's mm. great. That's great. So, 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 you, so you took on the the next challenge in your life. So you're like, man, people really want this stuff, yeah. and you kept pushing and pushing. So, um, now, where are you at with this business? Okay, well, just over a year ago. Now, this might be slightly woo woo, but I, I reckon that most of your audience <laughs> will be totally down with this. But um, about a year ago. You know, like I said to you, when I first um, went paleo, it was like somebody had lifted this veil and I just really felt a lot more connected to everything, like from connected to my family, connected to the nature where I live, like everything just seemed so much more amazing, um, connected to like what I felt like eating for the first time ever, instead of just going, right, it's this day we eat this at this time, it was like, well, I feel like this and like, I could really tune in to what my body was telling me and I really could tune into my my inner guide or my intuition right one day I was just sat at the table minding my own business right and two ideas popped into my head right (laughs) one of them was franchise your baking business so that other mums who've got a real passion for this clean living way of life um who like baking with their thermomix can have a job that they can do from home because you know, it's really hard um, as a mum to find a job that you can do from home that fits around the kids that you can have like 10 weeks for the holidays, you know, and, and be there when they get home from school. Really, there's just between like half past nine and half past two is when the kids are not there, right? And you don't have to go and pick them up. So Absolutely. Unless you homeschool. <laughs> Unless you homeschool, yeah. And they're always there. And they're always there. And that, you know, you, you definitely need to. But you learn to do everything with them at your side. Yeah, I really admire homeschoolers. I don't yeah. think I think you either are you either born a homeschooler or not. <laughs> I always said I would never do it, so <laughs> I don't know. I think you do what you have to do, don't you? Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. If you have kids like Joe's kids, I mean, you have to homeschool <laughs> yeah. them. The delinquents, angry kids that just like you can't socially oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, clean. back to the food story. Oh, yeah, back to the food story. So um, so I just thought, well, what the heck? I don't know anything about franchising. What's that? And I didn't know anything about, you know, there was so much I had to do, you know, like legal stuff it, to just kind of upscale. And the, my main um, passion mm. behind it was 
I really want to make going green free easy. Um, I just really want people to be able to go to the shops and buy a product that's homemade um, with nutrient-dense ingredients that's properly nourishing, not just like a scam, um, you know what I mean, like they, they, they can really rely mm. on. And, and you know, on those even for um, people who like to bake, on those odd weeks when you can't be bothered to bake, to be able to go and get something from the shops that you just feel like, oh, that's really oh, yeah, oh, taking the load off, you know. Well, everyone's, everyone's got to go to the shop and just grab something now and then because we just get too busy. So oh, it's yeah. awesome to have an option. Yeah. You can actually eat. <laughs> yeah. And to not have to yeah, my, feel my like. Wife, my wife was saying that if we had your range nearby, she'd be always getting your uh, fruit toast. Like she, she loved it. And she's like, I just want this around me somewhere, somehow. And currently, like the closest uh, franchise of Primalista that you have is in Canberra, I think. So mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, we need someone around Blue here. Blue Mountains, Helen. okay. We need someone, someone in Blue, Blue Mountains. Mountains. <laughs> we do, we do. Because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really glad that your wife loves the fruit toast. It's my personal favorite, especially with honey on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's. That's very yummy. Oh, yeah. oh, I just like it with heaps of butter. Yes. Butter. Yeah, you like sure. butter, Joe. Lots of butter. I do. I do. <laughs> now, now that I can have it. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I'm glad that's back on the menu for you. I'm making up for lost time. Hey, good on you. Good on you. Good old butter. <laughs> making, oh, yeah, she, she goes through six kilos a week these days. Fire. <laughs> Close to it. But you do make two kilos of butter and go or something, don't you? Oh, oh, that's, like no, ghee, that's sorry. the ghee. Ghee, yeah. 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 I yeah. make a lot of ghee at once. We use it every week, the yeah. kilo a week. Wow. Hey, Helen, so I just, let's go back a little bit because this is, like, really interesting. I, what I really love about your business is um, you're creating this alternative, as you've called it, in, like the primal alternative, mm. and you're creating incredible food that people don't have to miss out on anymore. Like when I went gluten-free, it was mostly gluten-free breads that I had to taste like cardboard or, or had Crumble some kind of, like, yeah, or, or they were a bit cakey or they just, they, they weren't good. They, they had so many different ingredients like gums and thickeners and preservatives. Like when you Sugar, try to replace milk. gluten, yeah, mm. the, all that stuff is just, you, you put 30 ingredients to try to replace wheat and most of them are toxic chemicals. You know, that's what most people who are trying to make money off the gluten-free um, demand at the moment are doing and but you, you're creating a product that you would feed to your own kids and um, which I would feed to my own kids as well and very comfortably do that and um, this is like a sign of a, a new time that I think mm. more and more businesses are, are going to be heading in that direction uh, moving away from the industrialized food model, which you know creates all these problems for us, uh, for the environment, our sustainability, and our own health, and move towards this this direction that you're taking. But I'm really interested, in particular, uh, with the growth of your business. Like you've got people who um, who've started signing up as franchisees. Like when when was the first time that happened? Okay, well, um, we did a, um, I did a trial with a lady here in Denmark because you have to kind of make sure that it's a replicable model, you know, before you start selling yeah. it to everyone. So we did that um, sort of in spring in 2016. Yeah, 2016. And then we started selling the first franchises across Australia in February of this year and they've now got 
15. Okay. I love the way you say it, Fuad. Primalistas. Um, 15 primalistas, <laughs> which is just my, like, to me, the word franchise is so, like, corporate and 80s, and it makes me think of horrible things, you know, like, so I've changed, mm. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though, it, look, it is a franchise and, you know, uh, you get a license to produce the primal alternative range and you get the recipes and all of the labels and everything just like basically a business ready to start that you can do from home. So it, it is a franchise, but um, instead of saying like a producer or a franchisee, I called my producers primalistas, which is like just so cool because that really – kind of embodies <laughs> embodies what, what we're all about. But, like, I agree with you guys with regards to the gluten-free bread. And when I first went gluten-free, I was like, oh, easy peasy, just went out and swapped for the gluten-free um, versions of everything. And it was so disappointing. And I really yeah. think that if you do just swap from conventional to, to GF, you're just going to end up diabetic and fat from all of the oh, starch. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. And I just, you know. That really got brought home to me at the gluten-free expo shocking the you know the there was some good in it some good products but most of it was pretty much junk food in a gluten-free package you know Absolutely. it was just <laughs> sad it's, it is dis- mm. disgusting really like this should have like a rubbish free expo like that yeah. gluten-free expo is just ridiculous like they yeah. they it's all full of toxic products mm. and th- this is like Helen, you're using beautiful, real ingredients like almonds and coconuts no and butter and, and no, no yeah. vegetables. It is like a, a truly primal product, something that comes from that philosophy that I think Marxism popularized and uh, just really, really top notch. But um, I, I want to, I didn't sort of finish my question. I just want to dive into that point a little bit. Um, <laughs> So you, you started doing the freshers. Now you have five, 15 primary listers. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say it that uh, way. I like but, it. You're um, way <laughs> Okay, primary listers. It's the accent. What kind of person are you attracting to to this business? And what's what's going on now when someone takes a business like that on? What kind of transformations are you seeing in their life? That's a great question. Um well, I've designed this business model with um, this woman in mind. So it's a woman who's into like a, cre- a clean living, a grain-free way of life. So she's she's quite motivated by that, um, that change. And, you know, like um, by making small changes ourselves and, and supplying our community, we can make some nice grassroots um, changes, which is, is, is pretty cool. So somebody who's quite motivated by that, somebody who loves to bake now, I originally wrote the recipes to use just a Thermomix because I'm a Thermomix convert, um, <laughs> but, I, but I have since tweaked them because really the, all the Thermomix does is just mixes it. So um, you need to have a good mixer with a, a minimum two-litre capacity bowl. Um, and then you want to be motivated to have a business of your own, so something that fits around your lifestyle. I'm all about creating a business that serves you. Uh, because as women, we do sort of tend to um, take on too much and not set clear boundaries. You know, you might start a, a, a prime, you might be a prime minister in your area and just be overwhelmed with orders, you know. So it's really important to set a clear vision of how you want your business to look, what your why is, um, and set some boundaries to say, right, well, I can produce this much per week and then that's it, you know. So um, it's all about 
creating something that that works for you. So that's kind of the woman that I have in mind. Um, Most of the Prime Ministers are mums. Um, Some of them have got part-time jobs. Um, One of them works full-time and just does this for fun at the weekend. (laughs) So, So, yeah, and really what what we're creating is a national network of local producers because when I, you know, received the inspiration to um, get, you know, the products to as many shops as possible because I want to stop people from feeling like they've fallen off the wagon. You know, I just want to make it so much more convenient and um, easy for them to choose this way of life. So when I received that um, that inspiration, um, you know, when I thought about doing a factory, I was just like, ugh, I don't know. There's something about this cottage industry, homemade. Yeah thing that really really ties in with the whole of the you know paleo primal ancestral health movement do you know what i mean absolutely that's what was going through my head was it's a cottage industry it's um, bringing it back to um, people and personal um, it's like it's much more personal than a giant big factory pumping out bread it's like someone's making this for you in their kitchen and you know it's just it's special yeah yeah how how does it work so they make this at home and then do they need to find stores where they promote the product or is it something that you do Uh, i'm trying to get my head around how the business operates do you want to be a primalist though i'd love to know Be you don't have first. time for one. <laughs> primal Mister. <laughs> yeah, primal primal Mister. That sounds better than there Primal Mister. Yeah, Primal Mister, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Love one. it. Trademark that one for Thanks for that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yours. can you explain it while you're answering that? I would really like to know how you set up a kitchen for this because obviously you've got to have special permissions and certificates and things, do you? Yeah, you do. So you need to approach your council, yeah, Yeah. Um, because if you're preparing food uh, that's going to be for sale to the public, then you need to have an environmental health officer inspect your kitchen just to make sure that, you know, um, it's up to standard. And it's a because our products are all low risk, like when I first started off Primal Alternative, I wanted to do bone broth, cashew milk, uh, you know, chili con carne, everything. Mm. Um, but those products are they're too yep. high risk, and um, you right. can't you can't do that from a domestic kitchen. So that's why I've whittled it down to the six core products, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Because when you can just do six products, you can just nail six. It's a lot more. It's a lot more streamlined. Yeah, much easier. Yeah. Yes. So so they're all low-risk products, which basically means, you know, they're they're heat-treated at 180 degrees for like 30 minutes to an hour in the oven, you know, um, and and so council's quite happy Mm -hmm. with that. It's a bit like when you bake cakes for for the fate or the markets Mm. or something like that. So um, so it's a very – I wasn't sure if – so you basically don't have to have a commercial kitchen for that. No. And and really this model isn't viable um, if you're having to pay – for a commercial kitchen. So it's very designed. No. It's designed for the domestic operation. Yeah, to keep women in the home without them having to separate from the Mm. family. Although some of the girls have done the commercial kitchen thing while they're waiting for their domestic health licence to come through. You know, if you're just itching to get started, that's that's an option. Um, So, yeah, so that's pretty much what you've got to do. And you need to have your health licence sorted out before you can sign up. Um, and I've got a document that's called applying for a health license that 
has got all of even just like a cut and paste letter to send to cancel you know with all the ingredients and, and ca- you've got to be like oh, that's cool yeah it's got to be like in cancel speak because otherwise you've thought can- it all out for them yeah yeah exactly yeah so like otherwise cancel are like you're making bread out of nuts and seeds and zucchini they're like what what that's a bread <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's translated. That's funny. Mm. <laughs> Where's the you know added gluten and the vegetable oils and the thickness and the Sugar. preservatives? <laughs> I know, I know it's funny. But just going back to your to a question I didn't answer of yours, Fred. Sorry, but um, in terms of transformation, I interrupted. Sorry for the prior. Oh, well, I think I rambled yeah. a bit. To be fair, so um, to in terms of transformation for the primalistas, what it's really um, what it's really doing is it's it's letting them follow their passion and do something that they maybe maybe have wanted to do but didn't have the confidence to go out and do on their own but when we've because we've got oh, a yeah exactly yeah because we've got this facebook group for primalistas and just to know like even doing this interview with you guys today it's like oh it's a bit nerve-wracking but knowing that I've got like kind of <laughs> you know hashtag primalista power the girls are all behind me you know it's sort of you feel like I'm not just yeah. doing this for me. This is for, Oops, sorry. you know, this is for, um, for all of us. And, and I know that they've said, you know, they're just about to walk mm. into a stockist, to, you know, say, hey, this is our products. Would you like to stock us? And they're like all nervous. But they, then they feel like that, you know, group energy behind them. And then they're like, you know, they're, they're literally saying, I'm walking through doors that have previously been closed to me. And, and even just getting that extra connection with people in their community, like new friendships have started. Um, they become, if they've got markets, then they're becoming, you know, get that camaraderie with the other people who've got stalls. Um, people are meeting Primalistas are making connections with naturopaths in the area and that's helping them with their health journey. So it's just this real really like immersion in the community that comes with it as well, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool. You've got each other's backs. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got this real um, – I think that – Sorry, you go, Joe. Go ahead. You go. I was just going to say I think for me if I was, you know, just looking into this sort of thing years ago, that's what would have scared me off that I would have to do it all alone and I wouldn't know how to even begin. So to – just the fact that you've covered all the things that they need to know and it's like streamlined and that's just awesome. I think that's such a great thing that you've done. Thank you. And all of the things that cost a lot of money and take a lot of blood, sweat and tears, like the website, the labels, the barcodes, the allergy statements, the nutrition information oh, panels. So much to think about when you're just beginning. Yeah. And the pricing, like, you know, when I first started, you know, I made my first few loaves of paleo bread and I was like, oh, oh, $7 a loaf will do and like sold at 10. <laughs> and then I was like, I better work out. Yeah, Jo's laughing. She knows already. Uh, and like, I was like, I'll just work out how much it cost me to make that loaf. I was like, oh, it cost me $6.54. So I made... 46 Oops, cents. I worked for 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that's been taken care of so you know that it's a viable business, you know, and it's, it's, not, awesome. a, it's not a case of having to pump out um, 100 loves a week, you know. Um, it's more of a mm. domestic operation, yeah, so, and it's really, yeah. it's really cool, yeah. I'm so excited by it. Yeah, so it's not like a get rich quick kind of scheme, you know. <laughs> this is this is this is a business that um, you do it for your personal growth and to to make an income. But you know, it's, it'll 
go up and down with your energy rather than uh, something that you will scale to massive heights and just uh, go crazy with it like obviously you can but your model is more to work with smaller communities uh, little hubs um, of uh, primalistas who are supporting each other and making each other grow rather than you know that completely unsustainable model of continual growth and just having like that one person at the top who's benefiting benefiting you know or it's so it's really a, a very awesome collaborative uh endeavor that you're doing so how, how do people that yeah but how, how do, you, do you have the two uh, franchises uh, franchisees within the same area or do they support each other if someone for instance the demand goes up for one and they can't keep up how do they do it how do they um can they lean on the other person or what how do you do that yes that that's a great question and territory isn't the, the one question i get asked so primalistas are like so you know can you guarantee that there'll be no primalistas that not 50 cent uh, 50 kilometer radius of me i'm like no that's totally not not what we're going for you know that's really that the competition mm. and that's like that's not, we're into, yeah. not what we're into so when i mm-hmm. first um thought of the um um, the um, the brand. I really wanted to make it collaborative. So to do that, to ensure that that does happen, um, all primalisters have to charge the same price across the board. So if somebody else comes into your area, they can't go to your stockist and go, "Hey, I'll give you that bread for ten cents cheaper." You know, like because that's just not yeah. not cool at all. So um, so what we do is uh, you have territory over your stockists and your markets. So if there's somebody, you know, like Kyra's doing epic markets in Canberra, then nobody else can go and have a stall there, right, because that's just not collaborative at all. But mm. if somebody else came into Canberra, what we've done in the past um, is we'd all jump on, you know, Skype or Zoom, me and the other panelists in the same area and we'd say right well these are the stockists i was thinking of these are the stockists you're thinking of look there's this big event coming in in december shall we get together and do it um i'm having a holiday then could you cover my orders while i'm on holiday or um another example is one of the primalistas has got a really young uh, child and she just found it was all a bit too hard to bake with a nine-month-old baby at home so um what she said is look um, I just need to have a break. So another one of the primalistas has taken over her stockist. She's looking after them until she's ready to come back and start supplying them again, which is, oh, what Love a, that. It's, it's like you, it's just you're not letting anyone It's just such a different business down. model than most businesses, isn't it? And it's, I often think that this is the way of the future. If people can start to work together like this in a community, like I guess it's the old-fashioned way really, isn't it? It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it, and it really does work, um, you know. And it just it just and like at the end of the day, the key thing is that our stockists are still looked after. Our customers still get that consistency of our product, and we just need to sort of sort mm. out behind the scenes as to who can make it that week and who can't. Um, yeah, and you yeah. know, um, this really is like a, it is a lifestyle business, you know. Like just answering Fuad's question, mm. um, you could you could bake five days a week um, and you, you make a, a really reasonable income out of it. But most of the girls at the moment are doing like one to two days of baking a week um, and that's sort of fitting in with their mm. lifestyle. So there is scalability, um, but really I guess the risks of it are that it is manual labour. You know, you're on your feet for four to five hours in the kitchen and unless you're Joe Witten, that's enough for most people is to do 
for me, believe me. <laughs> I, sometimes um, I do more than that. <laughs> yeah, you do sometimes. So, yeah, so, it's, so it is manual labor. But not labor. every day. <laughs> is, yeah, not every day. Um, so it is manual labor. You do have to go out and get your own customers, although – you know, my big job is 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 creating brand awareness through you know doing things like this with my podcast and you know Facebook and all that kind of thing. And a lot of the primal listers are saying that when they start up cold in their area, that people are walking past their stall and going, "Oh, look, primal alternative." So, you know, it, that's only been oh, wow. yeah, that's cool. And that's just from a year, so it's kind of that brand awareness yeah. is there for you. Like all of the primalistas get added to the primal alternative Facebook group so they can refer people mm-hmm. to like that page because you know what it's like trying to keep up with the content, you know, of running your own mm. Facebook page. Whereas when you've got 15 people um, contributing to it, it's just a really um, awesome page with loads of value for our Facebook followers. So, yeah, just little things like that all. And they can have their own social media as well. Yeah, so most of the to promote their area. Yeah, so the, m- most of the primalists have got an Instagram page that they link mm-hmm. back to the Facebook page, and they can you know do targeted adverts and if they want to you know target their local area from the primal alternative page. So yes, it's um, all sort of thought of and all just ready. So to even just jump in. Yeah, even the social media side of it is daunting for a lot of people. Um, so to have the help with that is great. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you, you kind of um, ebb and flow. Like some weeks you're like, oh, I'm going to post this mm, picture of my toast and this picture of this recipe, and then the next week you're like, can't be bothered. Whereas, you know. Oh, I'm <laughs> totally like that. I could never be one of those Facebook people that schedule everything because mm. I have a run of things that I post in one day, like five, and then the next three days I'm hardly posting. <laughs> yeah, me too. When you feel like it. Me too. And, but, you know, when I, have, when I have tried to do the, like, schedule thing, like the scheduled posts hardly get any response. And I think it must be an yeah. energy thing. If you've just had, you just made a beautiful cake. I like, think so. Oh, my God, look at this cake. Like the energy of your yeah, excitement. So excited. Yeah, whereas when it's scheduled. Yeah, it's like, I think so. You're bored of it by then. So. Here's our cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cricket. The cake's gone stale. Yeah. Yeah, it's five days old by then. You know? yeah, exactly. The excitement's gone. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, how do people... Um, sign up to the business what's what are the entry criteria or the process how how do they do it okay well it's basically a three-step process for ad the first step is you need to feel terex certified which is um a word i've made up <laughs> so is what it means is that this idea really resonates with you and you feel excited but you also feel a bit terrified because you're like holy crap haven't done this before. <laughs> I've got to go, you know, and sell my stuff. And I like baking, but I'm not very good at sales. And so it's like, that's kind of like, <laughs> you need to have that feeling because, um, yeah, that's kind of what you need that kind of, um, cause it's real, like when you have your own business, you know, as you guys will know, any stuff that you've got to sort out in terms of your personal growth will come up. So this is a really good opportunity mm-hmm. to, to grow, um, grow your, your, in terms of your own self-development with a group of women. Oh who, yeah there to support you along the way so so first of all feel terex certified because that means it resonates and you're a bit, <laughs> you're a bit nervous and that's good the second step is to contact your council and get your uh, domestic health license and check out 
on uh, my website on the um, Prime Minister Licence FAQ, there's a, the document in there how to apply for a domestic health licence, which has got the cut and paste letter that I mentioned before. And then you just go to the website and you sign up. So um, you can pay up front and um, you get your first year annual royalties waived or you can pay uh, on a payment plan because I really want to make this well, that's good. doable for everyone too. So the, the mm. franchise is, is $5,000. Um, and there's annual royalties of $10 a week. So that's like $520. Um, and I know that when I, you know, um, I don't have just five grand in the bank, you know, so I thought, well, let's make this doable for people. So they pay a deposit and then they can pay as they're earning. So, yeah, that's made it a lot mm. more achievable for people too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're going to start a business, that's a really good way to do it. Like, not a a huge upfront cost, like that deposit. And then uh, if you're making the money, then it'll pay back for itself. And um, before you know it, the year's over. And then from there, it's just the annual fee. Like, so it's, uh, it's wonderful. So, yeah. So you feel it um, working basically one day a week. Do you mean like about eight hours or something that that would bring in enough income to make it worthwhile? Is that what you're saying? Um, Okay, so the average prime minister is taking a profit of about $500 a week. So from that, she's doing two Mm -hmm. mornings of baking. So like, you know, maybe she bakes on a Monday for the shops and she bakes on Thursday for a market. So she'll do like half a day of baking and then, you know, bagging up, labeling, ordering ingredients, that kind of thing. So in total, we were looking at like, say, nine hours of actual work to produce about $1,000 mm-hmm. worth of product of which roughly half, because it depends, right, how much, you, okay. how much you're, yeah. you've made of what and how much it costs to get ingredients to wherever you are in Australia. But on average, um, it's about $500. So, you know, working from home, That's good. yeah, 500 divided by nine. I don't know. I think I think that it's a really good, um, you know, you can start work at half seven in the morning. You can bake at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to wear a bra. But you know what? If I if I don't <laughs> wear your pajamas, you can. You can play oh, music if really I was, loud. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it was six or seven years ago, I probably would be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too busy now. Yeah, I know you're too <laughs> I would have loved. But Joe, it's only nine hours a, a week. You can do it. Oh, sure. Right. I can't you can do that in your <laughs> time. So funny though, because you know, back when I had little kids around me, that would have been just perfect. That would have been something I would jump at. Yeah. Well, this is mm. you know, like my corporate career was in recruitment and. Um, I've always always worked with women. So back then it was helping bookkeepers find work um, or like, you know, it was all like um, accounting support staff. And the the real thing that they needed was to fit around their family. And what I heard a lot of them was, you know, like, I'm just feel like I'm missing out on my kids growing up because I'm at work. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. Or or they have to take a job. Say they had a pretty like, you know, I had a good corporate job, but to go back part-time is just not viable because, you know, you don't see your kids. So then you need to take a sort of step down. So you might end up working in, in like a retail shop where nobody values your intelligence or your mm. your the um, ideas you've got to improve systems. And you kind of got that unfulfilled feeling, you know. Mm. And so this kind of really answers that. And, and when I, you know, like going back 10 years when I was teaching yoga, babysitting, dropping off leaflets, doing anything I could to try and, you know, pay the mortgage and get mm. food on the table, this would have been exactly the right thing. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. 
we lived on one income for a long time with little kids and it was a struggle and just to have little bits of work here and there would have been amazing mm. well yeah you know like five dollars and, and like good that, positive work as well like it yeah mm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's such a, a, an empowering uh, business yes. for someone who wants to work from home, like to be able to do something positive for their community, positive for themselves. They can mm. work within their own energy. How, like if they're feeling tired today, they can do it tomorrow, you know, that kind of stuff, or they can break things down and just make it work with however they want it to work. And then if they can't do it, they've got other people to lean on and to help them out. Like it's mm-hmm. just wonderful. Yeah, um, like amazing Helen what's what's in the range what do you sell okay well we'll start with my favorite which is the fruit toast and um so that's like a mixture of Mm. that's actually vegan friendly so there's um no um no eggs or dairy in in that one at all so that one's made with um, fruit so we've got a goji berry one or an inca berry the inca one's really nice with those little bursts of sour you know Yummy, yummy. And that's, that's, nuts. I love inca berries. Me too. Nuts and seeds and spices. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like, like a hot cross bun meets a bit of raisin toast, but it's so, like, it's so dense. It's not like bread, bread, and it's so dense. So if you have that for breakfast, it, it's, that'll keep you going till lunchtime. It's, it's full of good fats. Oh, yeah. Really, um, just, oh, it's, every time I have it, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I came up with this recipe. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> because you know I'm, I'm not a cook well I'm, done I'm not I'm not a cook I don't I'm really bad with recipes but you must be I'm not <laughs> these recipes they're just like a gift from somewhere like blah 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 do this but normally I'm like a recipe Nazi I have to follow it you know step by step I don't like to be you know have that flair and, and go and just wing it like yeah. anyway so we've got the fruit toast and we've got the the pizza bases um which we had for dinner last night they're just such a great I've had a busy day. I can't really be bothered. Let's just yeah. put some whatever is in the fridge on top of Chuck those. Chuck some stuff on a pizza base. Yeah. Call it dinner. And that goes really good uh, cold for in lunch boxes as well, um, which is awesome. And then we've mm-hmm. got the seasonal uh, bread. So in summer we make it with zucchini. So it's zucchini and eggs and almond meal. And then in the winter we make it with pumpkin, which is yummy. And then we have the jellies, which are kind of just a really fun way to get some uh, gelatin um, into the system. I actually made them for kids, but adults like them too. And and a lot of the old grannies I like love jelly, <laughs> <laughs> which is really groovy. Um, and then we've got fat and seedy bread, which I know you were excited about, Joe, because you were doing um, low carb. Yeah. So that fat and seedy bread yeah. has got one gram of carbohydrates per slice which is ridiculous um, and very exciting. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. I know, amazing. Right? That, that's zero as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. That's great. It's I fun. wouldn't count one. That's if not even one, net carbs. It. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You can yeah. have a whole load. No damage. And the last thing we've got is the chop chip cookies with the 70% organic chop chips. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they were Mike, and they've got butter in. So the whole range is is uh, dairy free, but the the cookies have got butter in. And you know, I've tried to make them dairy free. That must be why I love them so much. You can't replace <laughs> butter in things like a good. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like shortbread. Yeah. Mm. And that's why it's called primal alternative. Don't do it. Just keep it with butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. And you know, you, you know, most people, even if they're on a really strict paleo diet, they they have butter. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the range. It's nutritionally dense, unless you've got an allergy for it. It's, it's no problem, you know. It's, mm. it's a very nutritious food. And uh, it works so well on those shortbreads. They, they were the first things I tried. I was like, Same. wow, this is so good. You know, okay. really, yeah, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed all, all the range. And uh, the other day I made a pizza for Sarah to take to school with her. So I just Aww. put some, you know, like a, a passata sauce that I'd made with some cheese on top and put that in the oven and baked it and forgot it for a while. And I, was, I looked in, I was like, oh, it's still all right. And I got it out and the edges were starting to get nice and brown. And it was just perfect on time. And she, and she loved it. So it was it was just a, such an easy thing to pack for lunch when my wife was away. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I had to do it. So, yeah, really good range. Really, really good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm wrapped with it. I think it really it fills every single craving, you know, that you have. Like, there's an alternative. Yeah. You know, like what can we have instead of of lollies? We'll have jellies. What can we have instead of muesli bars? Take a cookie. You know, you know what I mean. So yeah. Or the fruit bread. The fruit bread. Yes. Delicious. That'd be pretty much instead of muesli bars. Yeah. Yeah. So filling. And you could even you could even call that Christmas cake if you wanted to. Yeah, it is very much like that. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Hey, Helen. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be like a thousand people wanting to sign up to the business now. So (laughs) how do they how do they find it? Where do they go and what do they do? Okay, well, my website is primalalternative.com. And you can find out um, if you're listening and you think you just want to buy the products, there's a link to the stockists on there. And there's also a um, Become a Producer uh, a page as well. So you can find out everything that I've talked about there. There's even like a little video, a sneak peek of what you get um, when you sign up, a sort of bit of behind the scenes look. Um, yeah, so just head to primalalternative.com. If you want to have a chat with me, there's the option to book a chat with me. I'm just dead normal mum living in a shed in albany that's just got this really good idea that i just want to get out there so you even like just talk to me <laughs> um yeah so that, that would be the first place to go i've also got um a facebook group called potential primalistas which is a really cool place to hang out and watch me do some i've got some videos in there of me like cooking the pizzas because it the recipes are like so easy yesterday i did a demo making mm. fat and seedy bread and really, fat and seedy bread is just measuring everything into the Thermomix bowl, mixing it on reverse um, for 15 seconds, and that's it. And then you pour it into the tins. So, you know, you don't need to have that's any cool. artisan baking skills. Like, there's no proving or kneading or any of that hoo-ha. So, it's totally fuss-free. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so just check out the primalalternative.com on potential Primalistas Facebook page as well would be a good starting point. Fantastic. I really encourage everyone to go in and, and have a look and um, if you're don't don't get bogged down by too much detail. I think the best thing is reach out to Helen and have a chat, start that conversation and um, get inspired to do it and uh, it's a, such a great business and we have a, a huge following of people who are exactly in that demographic that uh, you're talking about mm-hmm. Helen and I think um, they would find so much fulfillment out of such a business so all and the it best. would be so good to see more of these products in shops oh, that are that easily available yeah. wouldn't that be great 
I'll, I'll stop making bread at home and just go get yours. But you know what? Like, <laughs> you, you, that's what I do. Like, uh, you know, like I love going to our local independent grocer and buying it. Like, it's the biggest thrill. And you know, so the prime minister, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, the prime minister in Denmark's made it, and they're like, "Really? You're buying your own bread?" I'm like, "Hell yeah! I didn't have to make it. Like, this is great. It tastes even yeah, better." Yeah, that's right. I don't have to yes. make it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know yeah. what's in it. I know it's been made lovingly. You know, in in Nat's kitchen. And, and, yeah, so that's that's it's really really cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's I, I, really cool. the, the biggest question I get asked guys is, where's your, where's my nearest stockist? You know, and with we've got yeah. fifteen producers, but you know we've only got about thirty stockists right now. And really, to make a big impact in Australia, I want us to have at least five hundred stockists or something better. You know, so there's the potential mm. to have a lot of producers that, and you know, you can do, sell it into markets, gourmet pizza shops cafes health food shops grocers like it's got so much scope and um you know the demand for a grain-free gluten-free dairy-free you know with quality product without industrial oils like the, there's such a market out there for it you know even if it, it's not mm. paleo you know we, we appeal to a vegetarian market and vegan as well so it's really just that whole clean living whole food market and that's just going gangbusters right now so come and make a difference i should mention <laughs> I should mention too, for those who are on GAPS, there is one that's suitable for GAPS and keto. Which one was that? Is that the seedy bread? Yeah, fat, fat and seedy, seedy bread. bread. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, just literally that's the one that's no starch. No starch, yeah. So that's um, that's just seeds and um, nuts and eggs. Oh, and vegetables. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you call it bread. Where do you find that in the supermarket these days? Mmm. You don't. Watch this space. Yes, that's right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Helen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of excited people who are wanting to sign up and inquire and get to know how they can be part of this great new movement that you're creating with such an ethical product and um, Mm. all the best and uh, keep us up to date with the movement as it takes place and we'd love to hear about the continued success of the primal alternative so thank you for for being on the show thanks for sharing helen thanks guys thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my passion and i really hope this resonates with um some of you and some of you feeling very excited so thanks guys This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.